1: there was a time I had trouble talking about it. Congratulate them. we know they doubted. Somehow we made it up out the pit, back against the wall. Never quit, traversing through each obstacle. Show a non-believer what's possible. Let nothing they can do stand in between me and my wildest dreams. Let's go. Let that come at us could come in between. Life gave me the worst, yet my side grew so green. We've been down in the dirt, been tossed in the trash, but I never strayed from my path. When we're gone, we ain't looking back. Maybe we were all way too high. Maybe that's our fault. It's going to be a crazy time, but it's going to be a fun time. Life is boring if you don't take some chances and do some things outside the box. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice
2: and some fancy football advice. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everyone. It is Feel Good Friday, December 16th, 2022, the first Feel Good Friday of the Fantasy Football Playoffs, as we simultaneously inch closer to Sweet Baby Jesus' birthday as well. The Kid, Seth Woolcock, back with you, joined by a man who enjoys good music, better whiskey, and mediocre tight ends. That's my guy, Nate Polvo. We have an absolutely loaded show for you today, guys, as we get set for these fantasy football playoffs, as
1: tensions build. It's now or never. Nate, how are you today, my friend? Well, I brought you another mediocre tight end this week, so you should be happy about that. Uh, I'm good, man. It's Friday. The holidays are approaching, which is stressful for... If it's not stressful for you, I don't know what you're doing. Um, or tell me what you're doing so I can start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but good, man. Ready to talk some football. First week of the fantasy playoffs. Got about half my teams in there, so I'm ready to go. Yeah, we had a good one last night up in Seattle, up there in the Pacific Northwest.
2: We're going to talk about that in our Thursday night football recap to kick off the show. And then, Nate, can you let everyone
1: know what we have
2: coming their way on the agenda today?
1: Yeah, so we're going to do the Thursday night football recap. We're going to cover that and then we're going to get to some start sit ask us your questions with dave fantasy our own dave fantasy and then for short thing sleepers we've got andrew erickson from fantasy pros i am stacked man andrew he brings that
2: big pod energy i know dave is going to bring the energy as well today i want to welcome in the in between media family looks like we have albert in the chat as always good afternoon ibt albert saying good afternoon to you albert Appreciate making us a part of your day um, here on this busy Friday. And then we have a football emoji here from our guy, Toronto, Dave. Hope you're staying warm up there in Canada today, our friend, Dave. We appreciate you as always. If you guys are returning members of the IBT, thank you so much. Please give this video a thumbs up. I know it's a very simple and cliche things that us YouTubers ask you to do, but it really does help us continue to grow and bring you more content. And if you guys are new, Hello, welcome to the IBT family. We are your dose of feel-good lifestyle advice with your fantasy sports analysis. Please subscribe to the channel if you aren't already, and uh, we're going to have a great time. And let's start it off, Nate, with our Thursday night football recap. 21-13 in the favor of the 49ers up in the fox nest in Seattle. They get a W with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, under center. The score, it looks closer than it really was. This entire game was controlled by San Francisco brock purdy stellar nate 17.9 fantasy points is his average in his three appearances not even you know three full starts for him shanahan is a wizard at play calling whether it's the runs scheming some of these tight ends open has been glorious to just to, to see what he's done with his team this season cmc cooking as always nate what was your biggest fantasy football takeaway
1: uh brock purdy is for real And if you're a George Kittle manager, you should be very excited about this because he, I mean, those were two very Kittle-esque touchdowns. So it looks like he's going to cook. At least somebody's going to be cooking this season. Apparently it's going to be Kittle in the playoffs at tight end. And like, I like Brock Purdy. I think there's a future for this kid in the NFL. He looks calm. He looks poised. He's making throws in tough situations. I liked what I saw
2: squeeze the ball in some really tight windows. And I think really it does attest to who Kyle Shanahan is as a play caller. He makes things easy, whether it's for him, CMC, the the tight ends, the receivers. It looked easy for them last night. Big takeaway, I think, fantasy-wise, you said George Kittle had a really nice game, finally showed up. I was talking to uh, one of my old teachers uh, over the week. He wanted to start Taysom Hill over George Kittle. (laughs) I tried to talk him out of it, so I hope he did not do that. But man, Brandon Ayuk, Nate, lays a dud for fantasy managers in this one. Just two receptions, 19 yards, his worst game of the season, and it comes in the fantasy football playoffs. I think if you started him and you're in your playoffs and you do advance, I don't want to start him again because I'm scared because I thought maybe this would be a better game for him. No Debo
1: Samuel for him, Nate. You know, that probably hurt Ayuk, honestly, not having Debo on the field. So I'm not going to trust him until Debo's back which I'm not sure if we know when that's going to be yet. And that was a bummer, man. Like, Juwan Jennings was a better fantasy play this week. Uh, who would have thought, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. They have Washington and Las Vegas up. So friendly matchup for the fantasy football championships if you make it that far. But man, yeah, I'm, I'm in a spot right now. Started IUK over, over Mike Evans this week, and I'm, I'm regretting it already. Um, But that is the way this game goes for Seattle. Nate, it wasn't a bad night. Like Geno Smith wasn't as sharp as he has been, but 31 for 44, 238 yards, one touchdown. Tyler Lockett, seven for 68 DK, seven for 55. So what they have been, but no touchdown. The big thing is here. looks like there's a finger injury for Tyler Lockett. He's going to be shut down for at least a week. Nate, we love this schedule for, uh, for Seattle moving forward. This is
1: a real bummer. If you roster Tyler Lockett. It is a bummer for Tyler Lockett, but don't panic about the Seahawks players. I don't think this is a very good San Francisco defense. And that's what we saw. They let him put up like yards, but they just didn't let him score. And they got to, they were getting to Gino really quickly as well, which we saw that one interception, he got hit, got called back for the roughing the passer, but he was just, he was just being pestered all night. He couldn't get comfortable in the pocket. And that's it. That's in testament to the 49ers defense. And I don't think anything else.
2: Yeah, Kenneth Walker, you can go ahead and keep starting him moving forward. K9 did not fail you with uh, 11.9 fantasy points from him. Did come on a, a really big reception late in the game for him. So I, I, I know fantasy managers were happy to see that. And Noah Fant, your former Denver yeah. Bronco, Nate, it's been a roller coaster for this guy. Last four game point totals six points, 14 points, zero points. 15 points. So it's hard to trust him as it is with most streaming tight ends. Um, but he is an option. He does look like he's taken over Will Disley for that tight end one role.
1: Yeah. And without that touchdown last night, you're going to be disappointed in Fant. but I mean, that's where we're at with tight ends anyway. Um, and he's really boom bust, but like we said, we do like the schedule for this team moving forward, um, for the pass catchers. So I think there's some value if, if you're desperate for a boom, if you're looking for that touchdown, that 12 plus points out of your tight end that you need to win your week. He's not a bad play.
2: Kansas city next week. I think that sets up a really nice, nice Kenneth Walker game. Yep. And for DK Metcalf, who will be the lone uh, elite wide out, out there for Seattle. And then the jets are going to be in the fantasy football championship. I don't love that as much. We'll see when we get there, a little bit of a revenge game for Mr. Gino Smith as well. He was under, uh, under Rex Ryan in that regime out there, in New York. So it's it's do or die right now for the Seattle team, Nate. They are like they're just falling apart out of the playoff picture. Um, the door has been open for the Lions for the Packers to get back in this. Someone's going to probably lose this game against Washington and the Giants and mix things up. But uh, Seattle isn't
1: you know the five seed that we thought they were a month or two ago. Their schedule is tough. Geno Smith has still been really good. I don't know, man. I still think they're going to be a tough team in the playoffs. Okay.
2: Nate is not throwing. uh, He's not throwing in the towel yet for uh, the Seattle Seahawks and their playoff chances. Seattle fans, if you're listening, there is some hope. Nate is telling you Um, it it was a good game, man. I I was happy to see it. Um, Some fancy studs, some duds, as we talked about. Ayuk. Whether you had studs in this game, whether you had duds, or whether you had no one playing in, we're gonna get you set up in our next segment, matchup management, and really talk about these start sits. These decisions you need to be making um, be- because this isn't a normal week. This is the fantasy football playoffs. It's all or nothing here, so we're going to talk about that um, with our special guest right after this dope
0: drop. Who you got? Match Matchup
3: management. Who's it gonna be? Wait.
2: Who's it going to be? We're going to tell you that in matchup management. If you guys are in the chat right now, drop any start-sit questions you have for us. Any other fantasy football questions? I know some trade deadlines have not passed, so if you're still in the market for trades, we'd be happy to answer those questions as well. And to do that, we're going to be joined by a very special guest, a member of our IBT Media staff and family. He's the author. Of the hard bargain column he is the host of the dfs tailgate on twitter spaces guys give it up for the one the only mr david fantasy
0: hey fellas how you doing how you doing
2: good how are you doing brother
0: pretty good man pretty good it's a feel-good friday over here so you know just feeling good having my friday watching a little bit of football the first bowl game of the year is on from the Bahamas. It's not Everything that entertaining though. of a matchup, but it's still getting, you know, still getting the juices flowing, getting me excited for bowl season.
2: Any football that we can wager on and or watch on a Friday afternoon, I am completely okay with that. Uh, I think the World Cup finishes up this weekend as well, Dave. So kind of a really exciting time for uh, for us sports fanatics.
0: It's true. It's true. This, this is a good time of year. There's football every day from now until January 2nd.
2: Let's go, Bye. baby.
0: Can't be, can't be more excited than, than I am for
2: that. So Saturday football starts this weekend, too, boys. So uh, I'm going to be at a Absolutely. Christmas party Saturday night, getting a little tuned up. There, there will be a bartender there. So I'll be on some whiskey, you know, a little, little rum, a little Coke, that type of stuff. But uh, I'll be watching these games as well. So I'm excited to, to watch that in the company of some family and some friends. Um, first question here for you, Dave, we got from our guy Eric. Eric's been a loyal member of the IBT family all season long. Hopefully he's going to make a great playoff run. How can we help him here today? Sit one, full PPR, Terry, Kirk, Pittman, or Amon Ra. Wow. Wow. So it's a very, very life. tough question here. Amon ra has been on a tear. Terry McLaurin's been a lot better under the new regime here. Kirk's been up and down, but he has a lot of upside. And Michael Pittman is Michael Pittman here, Dave. How do you feel about it?
0: Uh, This is a good question. I mean, he's obviously got some great wide receivers to choose from here. Uh, I never want to say to sit Terry, but this matchup against the Giants is a little bit tough. So you got to at least factor that in. But if I'm going to give him my best recommendation here, I think I'm sitting Pittman. I just don't have the confidence in Matt Ryan. Apologies to Matt Ryan. (laughs) But you know, uh, yeah. I think that I, there's no way I'm sitting Amon Ra. That's out of the question. So yeah, I think Pittman is the one that I would leave out of this lineup.
2: It's a great matchup here, Nate, against the Vikings for Pittman, but I just don't think he has the ceiling these other players do, as Dave pointed out there. So I think I would probably also begrudgingly bench Michael Pittman this week. Um, but but I don't I don't love the matchup for Scary Terry either.
1: I don't. I really don't like the matchup for Christian Kirk, though. I really don't like that matchup at all. Um, I would probably sit Christian Kirk here. I think that there's a chance that Pittman could go off against Minnesota. I mean, their secondary's been bad. Amon Ra's Amon Ra. And I still, Terry, Scary Terry's really the only target for Heineke in that offense. So he's going to get fed regardless of matchup.
2: Okay. So Nate is going Christian Kirk to the bench here. Man, I definitely can't bench Terry after the the performance he just had before the buy. Um, it was against the Giants as well. He went for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Five for 45 last week against the Titans was Christian Kirk. So I do understand it. Man, I, I'm 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 between the two here. Um, I think I would just I I would bench Michael Pittman, but Christian Kirk is a very good option to bench as well. Nate hasn't One. been as consistent
1: as of late, and Dallas is a great defense. Oh, and honestly, this is a good problem to have. Like if you're, these are are the ones like, I need to sit one of these guys. Your team's probably in pretty good shape. So well done, sir.
2: Yeah. So again, just a recap there for you, Eric. Nate, he's sitting Christian Kirk out of this. Dave and I, we're going to be benching Michael Pittman. Appreciate the question as always, Eric. Next one here from Albert. Downgrade Garrett Wilson and Bam Knight with Zach Wilson back at QB. Yeah, uh, guys, that looks like maybe how it's going to go here. I have Garrett Wilson. I was telling Nate this morning when he told me this news, I have Garrett Wilson everywhere, guys. I am in a little bit of of shambles. I still think there's a chance Garrett Wilson has a decent game because he has had really good games, or at least suitable games with Zach Wilson. Where do you have Garrett Wilson in in your weekly ranks or in your tiers in your Dave?
0: Well, he's definitely sliding down a little bit uh, with this news. I mean, I was a lot more confident with him in – in a situation where Mike White would be playing. Um, I I would have had him as a borderline wide receiver one with Mike White, you know, around 10 or 11, probably. I'm bumping him down to, I don't know, like the 15 range with Zach Wilson. So it's not a, it's not like a absolute nightmare for me. You know, I'd still feel pretty good about playing Garrett Wilson. I'd just, you know, lower my expectations a little bit. Uh, but, you know, he's easily a wide receiver two for me this week. So I would, I would still, feel pretty good with him in my line.
2: Nate, are you rolling out Garrett Wilson? It is against the lions who they have been a better defense as of late, but it's really been against the running backs where they're a top two defense over the last month to the running back position, still giving up a ton, a ton of points to wide receivers. Um, I know you despise Zach Wilson,
1: but can you roll out Garrett Wilson? I can't because that string of games where he was under 10 fantasy points with Wilson, I'm afraid that's what we're going to get back to. I know Detroit hasn't been great against wide receivers, but this is a team on fire and they're getting better at everything every week. And with Zach Wilson, is he going to be able to get the ball out? Like I feel like he's going to be running for his life. I have a hard time. I have him in that like mid wide receiver three range. I think this week is about where I'm figuring him in. Okay.
2: I'm, I would probably still split the difference. I still love Garrett Wilson's talent. I think he can beat these Lions, um, Lions secondary members. So I'm still throwing him out there. Bam Knight's really the one I guess I'm downgrading the most here, boys, just because the targets aren't going to be there. Like I said, the Lions already a top two matchup over the last month for running backs. So Dave, do you have any confidence in Bam Knight? Because I see him at this point. He was a strong RB2. Now he kind of moves back in that if you have to rip him out flex radar.
0: Right. I might be on the reluctant side here. I'm not sure I had a lot of confidence in Bam Knight before this. Oh. You know, uh, I, I know, I know, right. I don't mean to rain on everybody's parade, but yeah, I'm definitely concerned that he's not going to get as much work in the passing game, which, you know, he didn't do especially great last week, but he had five receptions against Minnesota, you know, and that was obviously adding to the value, especially in PPR formats, which is generally what I'm playing in. Right. Yeah. I, I think that the entire offense for the Jets is a minor downgrade. Like I say, I'm not freaking out about Garrett Garrett Wilson as much because I think he's kind of an exceptional talent on the Certainly. team. But yeah, I think you'd have to consider the entire Jets offense to be slightly downgraded with Zach Wilson at quarterback. They were kind of rolling with Mike White. I mean, let's face it. Yeah.
2: And, and we did see Michael Carter take a 50% snap share in his first game back. Very ineffective, though, averaging one yard per carry, catching about 50% of his targets as well on six targets last week was Michael Carter. Bam Knight has caught all of his targets in his career here, Nate, still averaging really good yards per carry, banged up offensive line, what I deem as the backup quarterback now in for the Jets. How are you, uh, how are you feeling about Zonathan here?
1: Well, he's not going to have another 17 for 71 game with a touchdown like he had last week. But I think there's a chance that he maybe does sneak into the end zone, which at that point, what you're looking for is a touchdown. I think he'll get targeted again. I see him catching three, four balls in this game. I think he has like, I don't know, middle of the road RB2 upside this week. But also with that, his floor is like RB6. So. okay, so Nate is a little bit. Higher up
2: on Zonathan on than Dave and I, and uh, a little bit lower on Garrett Wilson. Um, but, yeah, I think overall downgrade the Jets this week, which yeah. you know that pains me to say as a frisky Jets fan out here. Then we got Dave in the chat saying, hello, Dave. Uh, appreciate He appreciates Dave to Dave there. Um, if you guys have any questions for us, keep dropping those in the chat. We'll be sure to get to those. Here is one from our guy, Toronto Dave. PPR, start one, Cam Akers or Mac. Mm. collins cam Akers going up against green bay who was a very favorable matchup to running backs really allowed a lot of rushing yards on the season however they got fresh over the bye week or mac Hollins, the up and down wide receiver for the las vegas raiders against the patriots secondary not sure the status on uh number one corner jack jones there dave
0: yeah i but I hear I don't think that Jones is going to be able to go. So that is a little bit more favorable for the you know entire Raiders passing game here. But like you say, Mac Collins is peaks and valleys for sure. So it's hard to have a lot of confidence in him. With the Rams running game right now, you don't you can't be certain who's gonna get the bigger share of the pie, you know, with Kyron Williams involved there as well so i don't know i don't like i don't love either one of these options here but i think if i'm going to make a decision i think i'd probably like to to go with cam akers this week uh, i
2: think it's i think it's more reliable man like like mm-hmm. the raiders yeah. last time out on thursday night football looked awful now they're going to up against a really good patriots defense obviously bill belichick's going to have some familiarity with what josh mcdaniels is going to try to run there on offense we saw kind of this pupil versus uh, mentor matchup a couple of weeks ago with uh, with the Dolphins and the 49ers, Nate, Nate, and uh, and the Dolphins were shut down by Kyle Shanahan over there. So, do you have any confidence in Mac Hollins and the Raiders getting it done here?
1: I do not. And is it, well, maybe the Raiders will get it done, but I don't think Mac Hollins is going to be much part of this offense. Hunter Renfro started practicing this week. Waller also started practicing. He's not trending towards playing from what I've read over the last couple of days, but Renfro is, which is going to limit Holland's role in that offense. And so, I, I mean, I'm going Cam makers here as well.
2: Yeah, just two receptions for 22 yards last time out for yep. Mac Collins. He did have some really nice yards on the ground, but that was pretty abnormal for him. He gets targets, but like you're looking for like five for 35. Like, like that's yep. realistically what Matt Collins could produce. I don't like Cam Akers a lot better either, Dave. But uh I, I gun to the head. Like I would prefer not to yeah. play any of these guys. If you got right. people on the waivers, let us know who they are and uh maybe we can take a peek at those. But gun to the head, I, I will go Cam Akers here against the uh the freshened up Green Bay Packers. No more questions in the chat. So I do want to kind of turn it over to uh to Dave and myself. We we have some start sit columns that we come out with each and every week over on the website, inbetweenmedia.com. I want to start with uh, with just talking about my quarterback start of the week. And then, Dave, I'd love to hear your quarterback start of the week. I know you favor deeper leagues a little bit in your column. Sure. I'm going with Daniel Jones here as my QB start of the week, boys. QB 10 on the season. He's been a QB 1 three of the last four weeks. And under Brian Dable, I really think they can figure out this Washington commander's defense. They've played him twice now in the last uh, three weeks. So I think they can get it done. 66% completion percentage for Daniel Jones, 1.1 interception rate. He's been phenomenal. Career highs in rushing yards, touchdowns, and attempts. Um, I think they're going to get it done here against the Commanders boys. How do you feel?
0: It's been pretty hot lately. I've, I've liked what I've seen from him. Uh, he had a good game last week. Commanders defense is not, you know, not terrifying by any stretch of the imagination. So I think he's set up for, for a good success. I like the... I like the fact that Saquon is off the injury report, you know, because I think that having a healthy Saquon favors their offense top to bottom. And obviously he's, he's a factor in the passing game too. Barkley that is. So yeah, I think I could get behind that. Seth, I could get behind that.
1: I like Daniel Jones all season. He's shown growth that we were hoping to see. And with Saquon back off the injury report, like Dave said, that's going to help him immensely. And I think, I think he could have a big week. I mean, I think he could sneak into a top five if he can get going on the ground again,
2: Dave, who is your quarterback start of the week for your deep leagues?
0: Well, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm focusing on deeper leagues here. So this, this week I'm favoring Sam Darnold. I do feel like it's a little bit of a gutsy call, but I like the way he looked last week. The Steelers defense, as much as it pains me to say it uh, is is has looked pretty easy to throw against lately, you know? So I think that he's got a favorable matchup. I know it's a gutsy play, but you know, you might be hurting, especially if you've lost a quarterback lately, if you were playing Lamar or if you were playing Jimmy Garoppolo or any of these guys, you know, and you weren't able to pick up their immediate backups. I think Sam Darnold could be a good play this, this week.
1: You know what I, you know what I love about this, Dave? So I just went into the ESPN week 15 quarterback rankings. He's not even in their top 25, but I'm with you. I'm with you. The thing that's interesting about Sam Darnold that I don't know if you guys have noticed this about him when he's playing, he actually looks calmer in the pocket. Like he's, he looks like he's seeing the field better. He's calmed his mechanics down. I like the call Dave. And I,
2: I, I think against this Pittsburgh defense, especially with JJ or TJ watt, not hundred percent, there could be some fancy points to be had, Only thing to keep in mind, the Carolina Panthers have moved to a very, very run-heavy approach with Darnold under center, so it might be lower volume. But if you're in one of these 16-team-plus or even larger leagues and you need to play at quarterback, I don't mind him at all. Someone I am pivoting away from in all formats is Tom Brady this week, folks. He Like, let's not forget, this is a guy who killed people in the fantasy playoffs last year, sent me home in multiple leagues with a 3.7 fantasy point performance in week number 15. I'm afraid he's going to do it again, maybe not to that extent, but he's been a QB one just three times a season, once in the last eight games, despite leading all quarterbacks in passing attempts with 579, 44.5 per game. So I am terrified. Lou, the Italian man, comes in with the Bengals. He's a very good defensive coordinator. They're beat up a little bit, but Jesse Bates is going to be out there for him. I think at the end of the day that uh, this is one that I'm pivoting away from, especially with Cincinnati allowing just one QB finish in the last five games to a man named
1: hmm, Patrick Mahomes.
0: He's pretty good. That's what they're saying.
1: I've heard his name before.
0: Yeah. Brady's I pivoted off of Brady
1: before <laughs> the season started. I have one share of him in one dynasty league. And the only reason I still have it is because there's really nobody else unless I can make a trade at some point. I'm with you, man. Like the dude looks old. The dude looks tired. Their offensive line is patchwork. They can't get anything going. Did well, Did they get a touchdown last week? I turned that game off. It got so bad. Um, this isn't the Tom Brady. Who's even like a pivot play. He shouldn't be rostered. In my opinion, he shouldn't be rostered. If you can, if you're in a shallower league, get rid of him.
2: I wish I could drop him. I'm in the same type of situation. I have him in a couple of dynasty leagues and, You know, I'm firing up Kirk Cousins over him this week. I'm I'm finding these deeper plays to pivot away from Brady. Dave, any additional thoughts on the seven-time Super Bowl champion? Uh, We have Toronto Dave in the chat saying, be careful, Seth. Brady is watching.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dude, you were great. It's just, it's time to hang it up, bro. That's right. It's just over. It's just over, I think. You know I mean? He's had one game all season where he threw more than, where he threw three or more touchdown passes it's hard to count on something like that. You know, I mean, he's just had repeated, he did throw one touchdown last week. Nate, just uh, you mentioned whether or not they scored last week. He did. He got him. one, but that's, he's had so many one touchdown games. You know, it's, it's impossible to feel confident in putting him in your lineup. There's better options out there. Like, I got to imagine there's better options out there in most leagues.
1: Well, and he's thrown four interceptions over his last four games.
0: Yeah. he's he's just not on the
1: same
2: page like you saw that one throw to mike evans (laughs) in the end zone evans was expecting it over the shoulder brady hits him behind like they're just out of sync they're visually frustrated on the field they're probably going to sneak into the the nfc playoff picture unless the panthers can pull out a miracle in week number 17 against them great quarterback discussion here guys um dave saying in the chat pour one out for tommy b I don't think he's washed. I think it's just a bad situation. I wouldn't be surprised if he's elsewhere next year and uh, tearing it up once again. I'm not going to throw in the towel yet. Dave, in your uh, deep league running back article, who did you feature um, as your favorite start for these 16-team-plus leagues?
0: All right. Well, this week, I think you could say I didn't go deep enough maybe, but my guy is Rashad White. I really like what he's been doing lately. This is fun to— go right into this after we just kind of tore up Tom Brady. Yeah. But uh but you know, Rashad White, he seems like he has it, you know, I mean I expected more out of Fournette this this year in general. But I like the way he's been involved in the passing game. You know, this is a major factor in my in my book because he's had twenty two targets over the last three games. And he is also like like uh Bam Knight. Not quite catching every single one of them, but I mean almost, almost every one. So eighty-five point one
2: percent cat catch rate for him. So he has been excellent.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's been really reliable in the passing game. And like I say, you know, playing PPR formats, which is again generally what I'm playing, that's just adding tremendous value to him overall. I like them. I don't quite like the matchup against Cincinnati. You know, it's a little bit rough.
2: Very middle of the road, been, yes.
0: They've been uh, they've given up a lot of targets in the red zone to running backs this season. So I think that, you know, we're looking at a game where Rashad White might find himself in position to score uh, through the air. You know, if they get close oh. just like they did the other the other week uh, when he scored with three seconds left on Monday night. And I lost the fantasy matchup because of that. <laughs> <Dang
2: it. laughs> I'm with you here, Dave. Uh, Bengals, they've been very middle of the road against running backs, as you kind of alluded to. But they have allowed four TDs and 19 red zone touches, third most to running backs over the last month. So I think there is some, some points to be had there. They've also allowed an 83.3% catch rate to running backs over that span as well. This really kind of leaves the door open for White to me to have some success here. Four straight games of finishing as a PPR RB1 or RB2. Leonard Fournette has been active in the last two games. Fournette's still getting his, but White has averaged 17.5 touches per game. So I'm absolutely firing him up this week.
1: Yeah, you have to. He's just, like you said, he's consistent. The thing that really tipped the scales for me on him was him being targeted for that last second touchdown. I mean that Tom Brady doesn't just hand those out to anybody, those
0: kind of targets. Felt meaningful that he was the guy he was looking for. Yeah.
2: Dave, before we let let you go, I do want to talk a little bit about wide receivers. Is there a wide receiver that you've kind of keyed in here um for your deeper leagues?
0: Yeah, actually, and it might surprise some of you guys, but I like Drake London this week. I know it's a little gutsy because he's getting his first uh Desmond Ritter's getting his first start. But you know, London was good right before the bye. Uh he well he got luxury of facing the Steelers but you know he saw 12 targets which is tied for his season high he had his season high in 95 yards so I think he's coming on uh, particularly after they put Pitts on the IR you know I think that the pass offense is going to have to kind of go through Drake London and I think that you know they're going to want Ritter to air the ball out a little bit I know they're kind of a a run heavy team I don't think that's going to change a lot you know Patterson uh, is gonna get his, you know, and they got Algier and Huntley, uh, as well in that backfield, so they got multiple ball carriers. But I think they're gonna at least allow Ritter to, you know, test his arm through the air. They want to see what they've got with this kid. You know, there's, there's a reason they're making the switch right now. They wanna, they wanna, kind of get an idea if this is potentially a quarterback option going forward. I think okay. it should be. I think it should be. Uh, there should definitely be some possibility for London to, to get some. Uh, heavy targets this week.
2: Dave, we want to thank you for uh, being here on this Feel Good Friday with us. We have Andrew Erickson just around the corner, some sure things sleepers of the week. But before that, Dave, how can we best support you um, throughout the remainder of this season and moving forward, my man?
0: Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Dave Fantasy. I do retweet everything that I, that I write out there, both with in-between media and with four for four fantasy. So um, yeah, just follow me there. You'll get a taste of everything that I'm doing and uh you know interact i always like to talk football so awesome that's the way to do it
2: awesome well we appreciate you brother have a great rest of your friday thank you so much for being here with us take care my, my guy and nate let's go ahead and jump into some short things sleepers of the week
0: it's the sure thing. short thing sleepers short of the thing. week
2: All right. Sure thing, Sleepers of the Week. We're going to break the curse today, folks. I, I've i been cursed as of lately. My last three Sure Thing Sleepers of the Week have gotten injured in the midst of possible blow-up games. Michael Carter, Week 12. That was the BAM night game. Jimmy G the following week. And then last week, Nate, Tyler freaking Boyd leaves after two plays with a dislocated finger. And then I see Trenton Irwin walk into 13.8 fantasy points and get my anytime TD bet
1: as well. Look, that made a lot of people angry. I know how mad you were because you texted me right when it happened. You're like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, It's the curse, man. So who's getting injured this week, Seth? Oh, I will tell you that in just a little while. But uh,
2: before that, guys, I'm going to welcome in our guest for this segment. He's the co-host of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. He's a writer, ranker, analyst, and he provides the big pod energy over there, guys. Give it up for the man, the myth, Andrew Erickson. What's, What's up, Andrew? What's going
3: on, guys? What's up? How goes you're it? Just... Happy Friday. Thank you, man. How are you doing today? I mean, it is like pouring rain where I am right now. Uh, I just came back from being outside. It's miserable out there. I don't want to go back out there. So uh, couldn't I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but here on this show. Hey, we, we appreciate that, man.
2: Uh, have you gotten a lot of snowfall up there? I think you're Massachusetts. Is that right?
3: Yes. Yeah, we know we got some snow earlier in the week. So that was... Fun. I hate the cold personally. I'd rather live near the beach or somewhere warm. Yeah. Um. But uh, my fiance likes likes New England, so I'm gonna stay here probably. <laughs> hey, gives you uh gives you more of an excuse to watch football all week. And how about yeah, exactly? <laughs> <it>? <laughs> well,
2: Andrew, uh we appreciate you being here, man. Last time you came in with a short thing sleep for the week, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I think it was Michael Gallup, and he did somehow drop a donut in a perfect matchup. Yeah. So, are you ready to bounce back today?
3: How ready as I'll ever
2: be. All right, man. Go ahead and take it away, Andrew Erickson. Who are you throwing out as your sure thing sleeper of the week? Fantasy football playoffs, week number one, week number 15
3: of the NFL season. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Dare uh running back for the Houston Texans. Now, Dare has always held a very special place in my heart, whether he was on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's been on a bunch of different teams. You know, someone that's really profiled as a receiving back, And I think that's kind of where he's going to find his niche here against the Kansas City Chiefs. I expect Damian Pierce to miss this game. Many people are flocking towards Rex Burkhead as kind of like the next guy to take on a bigger role, and that's totally possible. But, I mean, I've seen enough of Rex Burkhead to realize, like, he's just a a very limited player. And even over the last couple weeks, I know Burkhead missed some time with an injury, but Dario Gumbwale was playing ahead of Rex Burkhead. And I'm not so sure that's just totally registered. I think people just see Rex Burkhead as the most familiar name I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like, he'll probably be the guy that gets the most work. But I think on is actually the guy you want in this particular matchup. Now the chiefs defense is horrible uh, up and down the board. I know the team itself is very good and they're probably going to be the number one seed potentially in the AFC, but their defense sucks, especially the red zone defense. It's horrible. And what's the thing that they give up the most more than anything else, especially to running backs, running backs in the passing game. Like yes. that's, they are the yep. worst. So if, if I, if Darre does take on that role, there is no Nico Collins. We don't know if Brandon Cook is going to play. Uh, yes. Could Chris Moore have another big game? Yeah. I could totally see that happen, but I could also see Dara Gumbawale taking advantage of his opportunity and catching a ton of passes out of the back in the PPR format. So yeah, that is going to be my guy that I'm going to try to, if I'm in a pinch and I need a running back start this week, I got injuries. I'm going to Dare. I'm going to take a dare on Darre.
2: Okay. Erickson taking a dare on Dara here, Nate, and we've been attacking the chiefs for pass catching running backs for the last couple months now. So I can't, I can't blame him one bit for this call.
1: The thing with Houston is it literally anything is possible with this team. I mean, we've got a timeshare between dump truck Driscoll (laughs) and Davis mills. So um, it's funny. Last time you were on Andrew, I picked Jordan Aiken. And Seth I remember that. Seth laughed at me and then he had 9.8 PPR points. I I was watching very closely
3: when he was having a good game. I was like, (laughs) Nate nailed it, man. Like Akins,
1: let's go. So I I really like this call. There is some, there's fantasy value to be had. Even if Houston's bad, like, I mean, if you play on Yahoo, you can start Jeff Driscoll as a tight end this week. Like, what more (laughs) do you want, right? Uh, I like Dare. I've liked him. I've liked watching his career. This is absolutely an opportunity where I can see him going off. I mean, yes, everybody's flocked to Rex Burkhead. And I think that's in part because of what we saw at the end of last season when he kind of took over that lead role running back. I like Rex Burkhead, but I think it could be both of them because like Andrew said, no Nico Collins. We don't know if we're going to have Brandon Cooks. Could Chris Moore go off? Sure. There could also be a Burkhead, Aguimbale, Jordan Akins game.
2: All right. Andrew is going to zag while everyone else is zigging. So we appreciate that call over there. Andrew, any uh, other sleepers, any other people you'd like to mention? I know you kind of come in here normally strapped with uh, one or two extra deep league guys.
3: Yeah. So I think in deeper formats, I I like what I saw from Tutu Atwell um, last Thursday night against the Packers. So he saw the most targets from Baker Mayfield and he didn't even run the most routes. So he had like a 35% target rate per route run. So when he was on the field, like Baker Mayfield was looking for him. And I know at the final stat line kind of looks like Ben Skoranek was like the better player, but. Skronic got a lot of his receiving production like on that final drive on like that one big completion he had I think it was like for 27 yards down the sideline and that really boosted Skronic's like final stat line numbers mm-hmm. but Atwell throughout the game looked like Baker Mayfield's you know number one target so if Van Jefferson is going to be catching coverage from some of these stronger Packers perimeter cornerbacks and I mean Van Jefferson basically did nothing that entire game except catch the touchdown at the end of the game he doesn't catch the touchdown right I'm talking about Van Jefferson as like anything. So I think Tutu Atwell, again, a former second round pick. Yes, he is very small and he's probably going to get blown away in the wind. That's the biggest but super productive at Louisville. Like, oh my God, like this dude's dominator rating was off the freaking charts. And then you're like, oh my God, this guy must be nasty. And you look, he's like, wait, where is he? Oh, (laughs) there he is. So Atwell, a very great, you know, he's every time that he's healthy and he's on the field, he produces. So Tutu Atwell will probably be my deeper receiver play. And then I guess like, Elijah Moore now falls down the rankings more because of Zach Wilson. He was like more like a breakout pick this week when I thought it was going to be Mike White. And now he's like falling back to sleeper territory because it's going to be Zach Wilson under quarterback. So, I mean, the lines are so bad against slot receivers, but I mean, I can't confidently really start anybody when I know Zach Wilson is going to be the quarterback, but the matchup is there for Elijah Moore. There
2: are a few certainties in life, and it's death, taxes, and Joe Barry not knowing how to use his elite cornerbacks with the Packers. So I'm on board with Tutu Atwell. If you want to get behind him or Skaronik this week, I'm okay with it. Had so many targets last week, and he came into I think, the game with like nine or ten career targets last week. So it was really impressive to see that from Atwell. I looked like those calls there, Andrew. Nate, I know you're going to bring
1: a mediocre tight end to the table, man. So who do you have for us today? Well... (sighs) I hate this one. It feels kind of gross, but it's Hunter Henry and it's, it's, this is simple. This is a situational play because they're not going to have, they're not going to have Devontae Parker. He hasn't cleared protocol yet. It doesn't look like Jacoby Myers is going to be able to play. He was limited yesterday, but did not practice, or he was limited Wednesday, did not practice yesterday. The Raiders aren't very good against tight ends. And this is just a, it's kind of a next man up situation. Hunter Henry was tied in 10 last week. He had exactly 10 PPR points. If we, you can get similar production out of him this week and he, maybe he gets a touchdown. If he gets, sees a little bit more usage. There's a chance. He's like a top five tight end. Given what we've seen out of tight ends the last few weeks. I mean, seriously, 10 points, tight end, 10 tight end, 11 and 12 were 9.7 points. I think at 9.8 points, it was bad. Tight end landscape sucks. There's a chance that Hunter and Henry can get in the end zone. He probably will see four, five, six targets. He catches three of those, gets 40 yards and a touchdown. That's a pretty good week at tight end in the playoffs.
2: Okay. Nate, obviously looking at and measuring these, uh, these tight end mediocre performances here. Andrew, how do you feel about Hunter Henry this week? He's come on as of late, but man, has he been a disappointment overall this season?
3: Yeah, I think a lot of his disappointment comes to how bad the Patriots have been in the red zone uh like because that's with a lot of tight ends like that's hunter henry's bread and butter like touchdowns like that's Mm -hmm. that's what he did all last year was catch touchdowns that's the only reason he was reliable Mm -hmm. and you look at his game log except for last week which was very bizarre because he he was able to produce he didn't score i mean most games he doesn't score he does absolutely nothing yeah so last week the efficiency from the cardinals definitely gave him a boost because they're terrible against tight ends and the raiders defense not good against tight ends because you know why because the red zone defense sucks like that's right. why. So yeah, I think hate uh, uh, Hunter Henry will find the end zone this week. So yeah, I think he's going to end up being like a top 10 tight end play.
2: Okay. Okay. A little tight end love there for the guys. I'll round us out here. Gentlemen with Aaron Rodgers as my sure thing sleeper here for week number 15. I don't really get why he's so far down in so many people's rankings. I understand like he hasn't been great this season. The ceiling is not there. But he's been safe floor only worse than QB twenty once in a full game this season, averaging two touchdowns, 193 yards in the last month, and that includes the shortened Philly game for him. He has all the weapons at his disposal this week, boys. Romeo Dobbs full practice yesterday, so I think he'll be out there as well as Lazard Cobb Watson. Gives comes off the bye, gives them a little more time to get rested up. I think it's going to be the healthiest Aaron Rodgers we see in a while. Maybe no Aaron Donald for the Rams linebacker core beat up for the Rams and they've given up three straight QB one finishes before Derek Carr's Thursday night stinker. And that was to Patrick Mahomes, Geno Smith and Andy Dalton. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to surprise a lot of people. I think he's going to finish as a QB one this week and be in, on no one's radar and be on a lot of benches
3: or waiver wires. No, I think it's a good call. I have Rogers up there. I think that he's like either QB 12 or QB 13 for me. So I have him right on that QB one fringe because all the reasons you pointed out like he's got everything at his disposal it's a good matchup against the rams i mean this rams defense is horrible and i just cannot get over how how overrated jalen ramsey is like people are still afraid of like playing receiver like oh do i play christian watson i'm like yeah like (laughs) have you seen ramsey play this year? like all the dude just give up his all he does is give up completions like he's not making plays so yeah i think it's a smash spot there for aaron Rodgers. and i think that you're right i think people are gonna regret kind of writing him off because since Christian Watson's like emergence, like you can't have this emergence without some boost from the quarterback play. So like, yes, it's been really helpful for Rodgers to have Christian Watson because he's getting, you know, he gets points for the touchdowns too. I know we're talking about, (laughs) Oh, Watson can't keep scoring all these touchdowns. Well, if Rodgers keeps throwing touchdowns, which he's going to do every single week, well, maybe it can continue.
2: Awesome. Well, I love that ranking for you because I've been looking around the industry and you're definitely one of the higher people on him this week, which is good to see. Before we let you go, Andrew, um, do you have time for a question here from our guy, Jim? Yeah, bring it on, Jim. All right. Jim saying week one of playoffs for me has a lot of tough matchup decisions. Um, Start one, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff. I already showed my admiration for Daniel Jones this week. Andrew, are you getting behind him or Trevor Lawrence? He's been on a hot streak, tough matchup for him. And then Jared Goff, who's just been reeling as of late.
3: Yeah, so for me, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I think that he's playing in a game that has the most potential for a shootout because the Jaguars defense cannot stop anyone on offense and Dallas is going to be able to put up points. So inherently, that means Trevor Lawrence is going to have to drop back to throw a bunch of times. And that's the opportunity I'm looking for. Now, is it possible he doesn't deliver? He is facing a good defense. Yes. But at the same time, I'm looking for a guy that can win me my week, put up 30 points. I think Trevor Lawrence can do that. Daniel Jones against the commanders. We've already seen this matchup. I think Daniel Jones probably has a safer floor because he offers that rushing kind of every single week. But I think Lawrence is still the ceiling play here. And Jared Goff, I want no part of this game is going to go through the mud. Now is Zach Wilson. I I mean, this game could be 10 to seven, like just absolute grossness. So no part of Jared Goff for me. So I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I'm with you on Lawrence this week. I do like Jones a lot
2: too, but the Cowboys secondary hasn't been great as of late. Diggs has been getting burned and they've allowed the second most PPR points to receivers over the last two weeks. And that includes to the Texans without Brandon cooks, without Nico Collins and the Colts young wide receivers. So I think Trevor Lawrence can find Zay Jones. I think he can find Christian Kirk here.
1: Look, he went off against Tennessee. Dallas has been okay. Trevor Lawrence is a guy that I think you have to start every week. He's gotten into that must start territory because he's playing consistently well. Jacksonville has gotten much better. I, I love this. I love this start. And I, I think, like,
2: I tried to fade him a couple of weeks ago against the Ravens, and he had a career day, game winning yep. drive. So I'm out of the business of fading Trevor Lawrence here. I really like that call, Andrew. I like the question from Jim. Hope you subscribe to the channel, man. Come back and hang out with us again. Andrew, we can't thank you enough, man, for taking out time of your busy day to be here with us on this great feel good Friday. How can we best support you, um, end of the season as well as into 2023,
3: my man? Yeah, so you can go follow me on the Twitter machine. I'm at Andrew Erickson underscore. I'm also over on fantasypros.com. It's where all my written content is. You know, subscribe to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast with me, Joe Pisapia, Derek Brown, Pat Fisk Morris, Matthew Friedman. Great, uh, group of guys over there and, g- and gals, of course. Uh, that we have a great team over there. you know, just producing content and it's going to be going content very strongly throughout the fantasy football playoffs, the off season, the draft, like, you know, it's funny, like the, the playoffs are coming to, you know, fantasy playoffs are here. Those are going to come to an end in a couple weeks and then we'll just go on to the next thing. And then the next thing, and it's like, there really is no off season anymore, which is why yeah. fantasy football is just, is just the greatest thing. So I'm just happy to be a part of it and happy to call it my, my everyday job. So very excited. Uh, but yeah, Follow me on the socials, happy to interact, just talk ball.
2: Awesome. Well, we can't thank you enough, man, the whole Fantasy Pros team over there. Nate and I are happy to be a small contributing part to what you guys do over there. Um, So take care, man. Enjoy, stay warm, stay inside this weekend up there in Massachusetts. Guys, we'll be back on Tuesday with our uh, new edition of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Good luck in the first week of the Fantasy Football Playoffs. Until then, guys keep it in between your
0: destination for both some feel good lifestyle advice and some fancy football advice